Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of Kids Views. I am here today with Amy Oztan of Amy Ever After. Hi, Amy. Hello. And Andrea Smith, technology Hello. guru. <laughs> and your cat. <laughs> you say Andrea <laughs> and her cat. <laughs> um, today on the show, we have a guest joining us, Chris Morris from Fortune Magazine. We are tackling the biggest of all issues facing parents today, it seems, if you just are going by Facebook, which is Fortnite. <laughs> Everyone's kids are obsessed with Fortnite. Everyone's kids are spending hundreds of dollars and hundreds of hours on Fortnite. So we are going to break down what the attraction is, what Fortnite is, if you are a parent who's just hearing about it, but not quite understanding what it is or why your kid's obsessed. And Maybe some tips, maybe, uh, but we're going to dive into this conversation and hopefully give you some much needed help on um, integrating Fortnite into your child's life without having it take over. Because I figured, I feel like this came out of nowhere. I had never heard of this thing a month ago. Isn't that how things happen? Crazy. It's weird. And you don't even know why. You, it's hard to figure yeah. out why some things catch on and some don't. I had never heard of it. And then I started seeing all those Facebook posts and comments from parents like, help, help. My kid is addicted or they're spending all my money. And, and I have no idea what it is. So I'm excited about this segment. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to jump in. We'll be right back with Chris. And after that, we'll have our bites of the week. So we are here with Chris Morris, contributing writer to Fortune. Hi, Chris. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming. I can't tell you. I mean, you must know because we're bringing you on for Fortnite, but Fortnite has taken over the parenting sphere. I know it's taken over the gaming world too, but I cannot believe. I haven't seen this since Minecraft, a game that has so engrossed, I want to say mostly boys, but it's a lot of girls too, to the point of pure obsession and parents losing their minds. Um, so I think back the last time that I was on your show, we talked about Roblox and, uh, that's what keeps going through my mind as I think about, um, a Fortnite these days, it's just on a wider scale. Why, what do you think it, let's do, okay, let's step back. Wait, first of all, step back because I don't have kids this age and right. I'm not a gamer. So explain to me what Fortnite is. Okay, Fortnite is a battle royale sort of game. And so it's it's essentially like any action video game. You you drop into a playing field and you're trying to kill the other players and last one to survive wins the game. What they do that's unusual is instead of having this field just stay a constant size, the game constantly shrinks the field. And so it forces players into an area where they have to take each other on. So the games are actually pretty quick. You're, you can get in and out of a game of Fortnite in five or 10 minutes and then play again. So it has all of the visual qualities of a AAA game that you would find on a PlayStation or Xbox or PC, but it also has that short play time that makes mobile games so popular among people. Wow. So it's combining the fun with the total addiction. Exactly. <laughs> like they, yeah. they figured out that secret sauce. So why do you think it's caught on with kids the way it has? 
I think part of it is is the graphics, but but a lot of people forget that Fortnite sort of had a forerunner called uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds or PUBG is what was what the gamers call it, and that was essentially the same sort of gameplay, and that game was was a tremendous hit, but still sort of kind of underground because it was mostly on PC games, and then Epic Games, which is the creator of Fortnite, basically took that formula and brought it into a wider arena. They have what's called the Unreal Engine, which is a game game engine uh, that is very popular. It can be used on all of the major systems. And so they were very quickly able to expand that to a much larger audience. Um, they are master game makers. They're the people that came up with the Gears of War series uh, and the number of others. And so... Uh, they know what they're doing. They saw a very successful formula. They found a way to adapt it to their own needs, and they have taken over the gaming world with it. So how are they making money off of our kids? Like, is it advertising-based? Do they have to pay to play it? And um, my daughter plays, and I don't know the answer to these questions. It's I, Well, it's a number of things. They're doing some uh, tie-ins with uh, major properties. They just uh, this week announced a tie-in with Marvel. So Thanos, the villain from Avengers Infinity Wars, is going to drop into the game for a limited uh, time period. So they're probably going to get some, some tie-in money for that. They're also in-game purchases, just like you would with any app. Uh, if you want an advantage, you pay a little bit more and uh, you get a better gun or you can move a little faster. And, and then... Uh, that's that's just the way that people are making money these days. These small little transactions, but they become so hooked on the gameplay that um, you know you get that many people playing. A few dollars here adds up pretty fast. It's so interesting because again, I don't you know I don't have any kid playing this right now. My kid is older, but I see Facebook posts of parents and they're just saying, "Oh my God, this is killing me." My kids keep asking for more and more money for Fortnite, and a whole discussion on you know some people who are giving them money, some people who aren't, some people who are saying you don't have to spend anything. Tell them it's you know it's free and they don't have to spend a penny. How do I mean? How should parents balance that? I think it really comes down to, uh, you know, your own philosophy on what you're willing to spend on a video game. If you're willing to spend $60 on a copy of Mario um, and uh, that seems like a, like a no-brainer to you, that's fine. If, if your child is old enough to, to handle the content of this game, and it's cartoon violence, but there is violence in it. You are shooting people. Um, but if you if you as a parent think, okay, I'm okay with my child playing this, think of it in terms of an actual packaged video game. Uh, a few dollars here and there adds up after a while. It's it's a little harder to, to justify continually giving $5 one week and $5 the next. But if you say, here's $60, that's your entire budget on this, that's, that kind of puts the decision more in their hands and teaches them budgeting ah. lessons too. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm so in favor of that. I try to put my kids in charge of their money as much as I can, and it just takes, the, it takes everything off of my plate, and it, it forces them to learn how to deal with it and you know then when the kid spends the whole sixty dollars on the first day you're like okay whatever go get a job <laughs> well the bad thing is you know i've i've heard horror stories from parents uh, of that i know their kids would sneak into mom's wallet find the credit card and all mm -hmm. of a sudden two hundred dollars in charges got racked up and that's an old story that's been happening with apps for you know 10 years or so at this point but uh, it is something that you have to keep an eye out for because a lot of younger kids who are playing this, they don't quite have that concept of, of 
money and debt, and uh, they just want that immediate gratification of I want to get a, a better gun or I want to to win this game and I'll do what it takes. Although this sounds a little different than when they could just um, charge things like on an Apple account without realizing they were doing it. If you're going to your parents' wallet and taking their credit card, you probably know what you're doing. Yeah, you're, you're probably looking for a grounding with that point, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, back in my day, wow, that sounded old. Um, <laughs> I used to steal quarters from my parents' laundry jar to go play Ms. Pac-Pan at the corner store. Oh, I, so, I totally get that, yeah. Yeah. So I get it. But um, so what are there adults playing this? Like, I've only heard of kids get it. Like, I knew so many adults that played like Pokemon and stuff like that. But so far, I've only heard of kids being addicted to this. Yeah, there are plenty of adults playing this. This is the biggest game in the video industry, video game industry right now. And um, you can't be that big if it's just a child audience. Uh, it's, I, I don't have a breakdown on the numbers, but it is notable that, uh, Amazon has just struck a deal with the people at Fortnite, uh, and that they are going to give free loot to people who are Twitch prime subscribers. So Twitch of course is owned by mm -hmm. Amazon. It's how you can spectate and, and watch people play video games. So if you get one of their prime accounts, you're going to get some perks in the game as well. Kids are not going to have a Twitch Prime subscription. That's going to be teenagers and young adults and, and maybe even you know people in their 30s and 40s. Uh, it goes back also to that quick play. You know, Adults don't have four, five, six hours to sit in front of a screen and play a game these days. So if you can play a round or two in five or ten minutes, well, that makes it a little bit more appealing if you still want to kind of get that, that adrenaline rush of an action game in. So what should parents know? Your kid wants to get on Fortnite. All their friends are on Fortnite. What would you tell parents aside from like get on Fortnite yourself? Um, <laughs> what like what is how do these kids begin? What should parents be I think aware what parents of? Parents need to be aware of is they need to know that there are in-app or in-game uh, transactions uh, that uh, that kids are going to want to spend the money on. Uh, they need to know that it is a game that is uh, has violent content. It's not gory like a doom or something like that but you're still out there you know shooting other human characters in the game uh and in some cases you can chat with other players so you want to be careful about that you don't want don't want them talking to people that are strangers that might you know use obscenities or or things like that um can you control it, that can you shut that off uh, it depends on the platform that you're on. Uh, you, you can to a point, but, you know, if you've got a kid who's playing Fortnite, the kid's probably smart enough to work around any um, blocks that you put up there. Uh, you know, that's just that's that sad reality of the world. There's also an app version of this, which is worth noting. And uh, the app people, the people on there, their phones or their tablets, they're playing against the same people are playing on their PlayStation or their PC. Now, you don't have the chat functionality going cross-platform like that, but uh, it does give them another avenue to play. Do you have to put in a credit card in order to play, or can you say to your kid, you play the free version can, and that's it? You can it. play the free version, and you know the fact of the matter is most people do play the free version. Um, it's the same as – it goes back to that example of, of apps. You have the whales, the people that spend a whole bunch of money. Uh, and then the majority of the people just play for free and have some fun. If they lose, they lose. No big deal. Um, but if you once you get that winner, winner, chicken dinner thing, then uh, all of a sudden you get that little taste for victory and you want it again. I'm waiting for <laughs> I love I'm that waiting line. for somebody to connect these games to like a Fitbit 
and we can just solve childhood obesity with video games. Like you have to do 10,000 steps and then you get $5 in your account. You know, I think virtual reality is where you're going to see something like that. There are some there are some VR games that are out there right now where it's not really tied to a Fitbit and, and things like that. But if you really want to succeed in a game, you've got to get really physically active. Huh. That's kind of like when when, when the um, Microsoft um, I'm blanking on the name when the camera based um, Xbox. Yes. Yes. I sweat with that thing. Like that was <laughs> revolutionary. So I can only imagine that VR would just take that to the next level. It really does. There's there's a uh, a game out now, um, and I'm I'm blanking on the name. It's going to come to me. Uh, that's essentially you have lightsabers and. Oh yeah, we tested Star that. Wars yeah. Yes, we tested that. We played that, and Amy was like, "This yeah. is my new workout, guys." <laughs> and you know, if you're, and there's another one where you're sort of blocking things coming at you, and your your arms are moving, your legs are moving, you're having to dodge and duck, and you can work up a really good sweat doing that. Yeah. All right. Do you have any? We'd be remiss to ask. Do you have any tips or tricks <laughs> oh, for Fortnite? Listen, you know, I'm I'm a dad, <laughs> and uh, I have the reflexes of a dad, so. <laughs> What I do is <laughs> when I play the game, I kind of get in there. I kind of try to find a little hiding place, and uh, then I kind of work along the edge of the storm as it as the the field sort of condenses. And that way, you know, it kills off a good 40, 50 of the players, and I, I feel pretty good about my 40th place, even though I realize I'm one of the first to die when we get into close quarters. Sounds like a good Hunger Games strategy. <laughs> you know, and that's that's a good example of, of what this game is. It is sort of a Hunger Games um, sort of mentality. Uh, one thing to note about this is, is Fortnite is huge, of course, and it's going to stay huge for a long time. But this Battle Royale player style, that's out there. And so a lot of other games are going to be doing this. Expect this year's Call of Duty to have this same sort of play style. Expect uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, which is coming out uh, this fall, going to be probably the year's biggest game. Probably going to have an online mode that, that has something like this as well. Uh, so every game that's coming out is going to try and take a piece of this pie. So even if you don't want your kids playing Fortnite, be aware that they're going to get that same sort of gameplay experience in other titles coming up. All right. Good to wow. know. That is good to know. <laughs> It's especially with summer coming, I have a feeling a lot of kids are planning on just parking themselves <laughs> in front of Fortnite. <laughs> At least last summer they were out chasing Pokemon on their, uh, you know, on their phones. This summer they're just going to be inside playing Fortnite. Well, just here's the thing. It's a cyclical industry. And remember that the same company that made the Pokemon game is reportedly making a Harry Potter uh, augmented reality game. So they'll be out next summer chasing, uh, you know, doing Patronus spells and things like that. I'm so here for that. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I'm more excited for that than anything now that you just said that. Cool. I think the parents are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if they unleash that at Universal, it'll be, uh, like, insane. So. Oh, I, I don't think I can ever get my daughter to leave. <laughs> Well, thanks so much, Chris. This was really informative, especially because none of us have played Fortnite at all. And I don't think any, I'm so, Amy, your kid is, but my kids aren't. Yeah, my daughter, she's not like heavily into it, but she has played. Yeah, but it is, I mean, I'm seeing parents just lose their minds on Facebook because of this. It's just crazy. 
it's a game that's worth trying. If, if your kid's playing it, it's, it's fun just to kind of pop your head in. Get the app. It's free. Give it a shot. Get killed real fast. And you'll sort of at least see what the appeal is for, for players. And, and, uh, and that sometimes helps, helps you understand a little bit better. Right. Now everyone won't feel so bad about Minecraft, right? They're like, at least they were building stuff on Minecraft. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's always something coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, Chris. Thanks so much. And we'll link to your stuff on Fortune and, you know, and obviously have you on again because this is never ending, as you said. <laughs> I look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. thanks, Chris. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. We are back with our Bites of the Week. Amy, what you got? Okay, so last week, Andrea was nice enough to use one of my um, Instant Pot articles as her bite, and I have an Instant Pot bite this week because um, Instant Pot has announced a new Instant Pot, the Instant Pot Max, that's coming out either this month or next month. They were very vague about it. It's not on sale yet. Trust me, I've been checking every day. And what's exciting about this new one like each each of their iterations has had some small improvements like adding bluetooth or something like that but this has several huge improvements so number one um it's going to have a high enough psi for canning and that's fantastic if you don't do a large volume of canning because you know you can't fit too many cans in there but you can use it for canning it's going to have a stirrer inside of it, like an automatic stir, so that if you're doing some kind of really long recipe um, that needs to be stirred while it's going, it can do that automatically. It will eventually have um, a sous vide function, like where it will keep water at an exact temperature so that you can cook things for sous vide. And no way. Yeah, that now apparently, they, that's what they were really vague on. Um, nobody's sure if that's going to be in the one that's coming out first or if that's going to be like in a later model. That's um, really hard. Yeah, yeah, because you have to, for sous vide, you really have to keep the temperature right on. And I've heard that some people try it with their Instant Pots now, but it's just, it can fluctuate like as much as 10 degrees, like five degrees either way. Yeah, yeah which will not, that that's just not good for sous vide. Um, and this part I think is fantastic the pressure release for everybody who uses an instant pot you know you know that you have to like approach the pressure release carefully and kind of jump out of the way and the I'm steam... sorry this is what's keeping me from trying my new instant pot <laughs> I, I honestly don't think it's that big a deal my I, put my, I, put, pressure. I, I just do it with a dish towel and you just swat it and it releases like I, I don't I, I taught it's such a big deal I taught my husband to use the instant pot like I, I kept making him chicken and I was like you need to learn how to make chicken in this thing because you love it so if something should happen to me not only will you miss me but you won't know how to make your favorite Mexican chicken <laughs> so I made it I taught him how to do it and he did it with a wooden spoon. Like he pushed the pressure yeah. thing open with a wooden spoon. Oh, smart. Um, oh, wait, I want to make chicken for dinner tonight. Will you send me a chicken instant pot recipe? Yes, I totally will. It's so okay. easy. Um, but so what this one is going to have is like an automatic pressure release. So that not only do you not have to uh. physically turn the knob to release the pressure, but you can actually program the pressure release into your recipe so that like if the recipe calls for it to rest and do a natural release for 15 minutes and then release the rest of the way that will happen automatically wow yeah 
I'm so excited about this thing. I I don't need three instant pots. I really I can't talk myself into owning three, but I will definitely be buying the new one and selling, and selling my old, old six one. quart. Yeah. <laughs> no, why don't you just put the other one at your country house? Because my husband might kill me. <laughs> I managed it's to not get. Like you make it- chicken <laughs> that's, i mean you need it that's you true. need it you you can't live without it now maybe maybe the rib because like we do so much grilling up there maybe the the instant pot ribs will convince him because those you finish on the grill anyway and he loves those or how about the sides like where you have to do mashed potatoes or you know can you talk to him for me <laughs> sure because we have like this whole thing with the upstate house because i'm a pack rat and i've completely destroyed our Brooklyn house that we both have to approve any item that goes to the upstate house like no matter how small and how are you gonna it. make your yogurt how is he gonna have his yogurt every week if you don't have your instant pot he brings it we pack a cooler no. i know that's silly that's 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 a waste. All right, I'm going to give you his number. If you could please call okay. him and convince him, I would totally bring the other six court upstate. But that's yeah, so funny. All so right. we're if on you... it for Mother's Day. For Mother's Day, you get to bring your instant pot. Upstate. Ooh, that would be a good gift. Maybe I should ask him for that. But if you follow me on Twitter, I'm Amy Oztan. I will definitely be tweeting about it as soon as this thing goes on sale. After I order mine, then I'll let the rest of you know. <laughs> All right, Andrea, what you got? All right. I have something that is about to change my life. So I'm one of those people when I'm working, I open a new web page and a new web page and something else. And before I know it, I have like 20, 20 tabs on my screen. And then I don't want to restart my computer because I don't want to lose all of them. Although sometimes Chrome is good enough to bring them back. But my computer has been so slow. And actually, Amy and I were testing audio the other day and I had to restart my computer. And my God, it took so long to restart it. (laughs) And so I was doing some research and I found a Chrome extension called OneTab. Oh my God, I wrote about that a year ago. Don't you read what I write. (laughs) (laughs) It has changed my life. Life changing. Because not not only, well, why didn't you tell me? I (laughs) thought you knew. I wrote about it for Laptop or Tom's Guide or something. Uh, Not only does it let me have just three tabs open, but all of my tabs are in this one tab. If I restart, it all comes back. It's all clickable. And then within the one tab, I can kind of categorize. So I have some to read. I have some you know, podcast working, and I can organize it so that not only can I immediately find the link, but it's all right here and I can click it. And one tab says that it has a 95% memory reduction. So it's totally speeding up my computer. I don't worry about losing things. My cat is constantly climbing across my keyboard and (laughs) shutting down things or turning the screen. Um, And it's free. And you can share your one tab page or you can, you know, if you open your browser on another device, it's still there. So I'm in love with this. Now I'm going to give one warning about one tab. I love it. I use it every minute that I'm on my computer. Um, I did have like 400 tabs saved in there and they all disappeared. And Uh-oh. it was probably fine because really, was I going to go back to those 400 tabs? No. So it, it was probably like, if my husband were to take all my crap and throw it out with the garbage, it was probably a good thing. But just be aware, like if you have super important stuff, don't leave it in there forever. And I don't know if the mistake was on their end or maybe I had to like clear the cache for something and that does it. I don't know, but just it's for convenience. Don't use it to like save stuff that you really, really, really need. 
Right, bookmark yes. that. Right, so for <laughs> stuff I really need, I either bookmark it or I click my um, my read later, Smart. which at some point it's going to run out of memory because I keep saying I'm going to read this at some point and I never do. And but at least I know it's in my Instapaper. Yeah, and that's what like what most of my stuff was, so I wasn't devastated, but just be aware. Okay, well, I'm in love with it and it's already sped up my computer processing, so there you go. Cool. All right. Well, my um, bite is an article in the Wall Street Journal. So I'm hoping people can get to it without subscribing because I know it's sometimes it's hard. You can on mobile. They give you like three or five if you're on a mobile device. Okay. So use this for one of your three or five. It's called Worst Job in America Responding to Irate Tweets from New York City Subway Riders. <laughs> and it's, it's all about the people who have to answer from the MTA official account and how horrible it is. And they basically have like contests every day to see which is the worst tweet of the day and the most, and it's, I mean, it's unbelievable and it's hilarious. They get about 2,500 profanity laced tweets oh a day. Oh my God, I imagine. <laughs> um, it is such a great article. Even if you don't live in New York City, it's such a window into New York <laughs> on so many levels. Like it is just a joy to read. It cracked me up. There are things like this that always make me feel like New York's a really small town. Like people think of it as this huge city, but you read these things and the fact that they're responding to them. I mean, it's just hilarious to me. Um, and it's, you know, obviously a horrible upside to or downside to the fact that the MTA screws up so much. <laughs> but you have to feel for these people that this is their job. I mean, it is just the worst. So I highly recommend this article. Um, I It's not your typical Wall Street Journal article, but it's great. And it's a total, especially if you plan on coming to New York. But if you live here, you will definitely appreciate it. Um, and that is it. That's our show for today. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Andrea. We'll have links to everything we talked about today on our Facebook page and on parentingbites.com. You can also tweet at us, hashtag parentingbites. And of course, on um, Apple Podcast app, rate, review, subscribe, and everywhere else you can find us, Radio Public, Radio.com. Hey, we're, we're on everywhere. Google Podcast now. Google oh, yeah. Music, whatever the official name is. We're on Google. We're on like All the right. audio Google. Google and I too. Think, I think we should maybe make a web page for everybody to like ask your husband, can Amy please bring her instant thought up to Yeah, can we do like an online <laughs> petition? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Amy needs her instant pot. Um, <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.